Right? Sometimes people think empathy is saying, oh, well, they must feel this way, so I'm going to give them some of my empathy in that, and instead of saying, how do you feel? Because curiosity is asking how they feel. So that's a first step, and that also involves humility, that you don't know, and being open that they might feel something completely different. From 7CTOs, my name is Etienne De Bruyne, and you're in the CTO studio. Sajani, I wanted to chat with you because we're going into our next trimester with 7CTOs and going to really dig into the coaching mindset and a lot of, I'm sure, the work that you do and the work that you've seen also in 7CTOs requires of our leaders to really coach their employees and to be there. And in all the work that I've done, I feel like it all starts with this curiosity mindset, which is, well, let me ask you, you know, when I say to you, curiosity or mindset or curiosity in the workplace, what what comes up for you? Well, I would say inquiry, being inquisitive, wondering, asking questions. I think the curiosity mindset of saying, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know what the outcome of this is, but I am participating. It's really good. I mean, part of the curiosity mindset is the ability or the courage to even take some risks, right? To be vulnerable, to ask the questions and not know the answers, to hear what others have to say, to try something new that may not work. So in the workplace, we talk about curiosity in terms of giving people that room to experiment and ask questions without punishment, as well as supporting people to try things and take some risks. As I'm digging into this concept, the same goes for empathy and awareness and and all these words that we tend to throw around in the modern workplace. And yet, if you really dig into the concepts, they are super damn hard. And as a technical mind and as an engineering leader and as people who are relentlessly pursuing the uncovering and getting rid of uncertainty and galvanizing predictability and this world of curiosity is actually an antithesis to what we feel we need to excel at at work, right? To some extent, yes. I mean, I would say that engineers, I, I talk to a lot of engineers and having come out of engineering myself, I'd say a very common thread is as children, engineers take things apart to try to figure out how they work. So that's the curiosity. I mean, even just a moment ago, you're playing with a camera going, I wonder why it's doing this, right? So that's curiosity, but it's trying to find the answer. So part of it is, looking for answers and trying to figure out how things work. But part of it is keeping an open mind that you may not get an answer. You may not know the answer. Somebody else might have a different perspective. Maybe it's gray. It's not black and white. So I see both sides of that. I love that analogy of the curiosity that drives you to take the camera apart. And it's almost to find the answer. But then when it comes to people and the uncertainty that comes from relationships, how much harder it might be to apply curiosity to our relationship. Absolutely. And actually, that's really where I come into play a lot in terms of curiosity, because I help people with a 
people side of things, you know, relationship management, how to have empathy. It starts with curiosity, right? Sometimes people think empathy is saying, oh, well, they must feel this way. So I'm going to give them some of my empathy in that. And instead of saying, how do you feel? Because curiosity is asking how they feel. So that's a first step. And that also involves humility that you don't know and being open that they might feel something completely different. I mean, there are tons of examples. I mean, somebody gets fired from their job and you assume they must be devastated, but maybe they're relieved. <laughs> maybe they, they were in over their heads and they were so glad to finally have it be over, or they were actually looking at another job and didn't know how to tell their friend that they wanted to leave. You know, there could be a lot of other things going on. So being curious and asking people is a first step in understanding how they're feeling and, and trying to give them empathy. I absolutely love that empathy angle because, yes, I think empathy done wrong is the attempt to try and put yourself in that person's shoes leaves you guessing, oh, they must feel, or this, if it were me, this is what I would feel, when really that is bypassing the step of just finding out how are they feeling or what is happening for them right now? That's an amazing connection for me. What a great distinction. Thanks for that, Joni. You know, sometimes you can try it by saying, wow, if that were me, I would feel this way and then ask, is that how you're feeling? But really asking the person how they're reacting to something or how they're feeling is, is the curiosity piece and being open to their different opinion or perspective and maybe not even understanding it, but appreciating it. In the workplace, as you're working with management styles or organizations, managers and employees, how would you coach curiosity inside of these teams or how are you seeing it play out in these relationships at work? Well, that's a good question. Let's see. So, in terms of curiosity, maybe step back for a second. I mean, we've got being both a mindset as well as a trait. I mean, some people are more curious than others or have a more openness. We call it in the five-factor model of personality, more openness or inquisitive by nature and, and other models. So putting together some diversity in your teams. Now we think of diversity, equity, inclusion in terms of race and culture and gender and all that, but just in terms of different perspectives and backgrounds and experience levels as well, that can get people wondering and bringing in new perspectives and then encouraging people to inquire from others and hear what their perspective is and how it be different. But another thing, like I said before, is allowing room for people to ask questions and not get punished. And, you know, this comes up actually for leaders, which is slightly different. Leaders often come to me with a, with a conundrum. If I start asking questions, people are going to think I don't know what I'm doing. People expect me to know the answers as a leader and they expect me to tell them what to do. And sometimes if I ask a question, all of a sudden everyone goes running down the wrong path thinking I should do this. And so as leaders, we have to set the stage and tell them and have the humility and say, you know what, maybe I don't know the answer to this, but I will make a decision on such and such, or I am contemplating several options. Let's take a moment to brainstorm. Let's not make any decisions now or take any action yet. 
let's just think about this for a while so that people don't all of a sudden assume that they're supposed to run with it. But in terms of your teams, encouraging others to do that without having the backlash, it takes a while to make sure that everybody on the team respects each other and uh, can appreciate the inquiry. I love that that conundrum that you mentioned in terms of if I, as a leader, CTO, VP, engineering manager, start showing up with asking questions, the potential retribution that even as a leader, you might feel like, wow, my team doesn't respect me or my team. Why is he or she asking this type of question? You know, surely they must know that. And then it could sow instability in a way. And so I can see how what a tight rope that is, because at the same time, you know, first of all, you don't want to ask questions that so concerns about your leadership and what you should know. Secondly, you don't want to ask questions in a way that sounds interrogatory. So now there's this issue of how am I interrogating? Am I coming across as a doofus with the line of questioning? And then the third thing for me is that what to do with the response. Absolutely, because you know, there is this whole idea that we're giving voice to employees, but are we actually taking their voices into account? And is this a democracy or who's making the decisions here? And the expectations have to be set up front and how you're going to do this. And I would also add, Etienne, that there's sort of a, a time and a place for some of the curiosity. If we keep the questions rolling at a bad time, we can slow the process down. We can miss deadlines. So when you're thinking about engineering and perhaps, you know, at the beginning of a sprint or in a retro or something like that would be a time to ask the questions, hmm, what could we do differently? Or why is this happening? Or who is the customer? Or what do they really want? Or, wow, I wonder if we had done this, if it would have made it better, you know, at the end. But if you keep doing it all throughout, that can also create a lot of friction in the team. So setting the context around the curiosity and perhaps having sort of that parking lot that we talk about, that these are great questions, we'll address them later, but right now we really have to focus on getting that code finished or we're not going to meet the deadline kind of thing. And I think the act of asking questions is an outcome of curiosity. In other words, curiosity leads to questions, but not all questions represent curiosity. That is genius. 